Star Wars 7x7, episode 1150. Today, an update on the Han Solo movie and the fact that reshoots are actually already happening. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And, you know, when they film a movie, usually the reshoots don't happen at the same time as the regular shoots, right? Like, they've got principal photography, which is the filming of the movie, and then later on, sometime, they will have some time set aside for reshoots to redo some scenes that didn't quite go the way they wanted them to go, that, you know, maybe didn't really take the movie in the direction they wanted it to go, right? Like with Rogue One, when they filmed a whole bunch of stuff, they had the reshoot space already planned, so it was going to happen anyway, but they had to use it to rejigger the whole story. So, you know, that's what they do with blockbusters these days. Well, the Han Solo story is obviously a different animal. Very different, in fact, from Rogue One, where, you know, the reshoot situation when they decided, oh, we got to change stuff around, that happened much further along in the process compared to the Han Solo story. And Gareth Edwards was an active partner in that whole thing as opposed to Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who departed the project. So then you have Ron Howard brought in, and reshoots become a bit of a wrinkle for one particular, well, actually a couple particular reasons. I mean, first of all, yeah, you've got the reshoots that are off in the future for whenever those are scheduled, but Ron Howard is going to have to do some reshoots to bring the movie back in line with the vision that Kathleen Kennedy and Larry Kasdan have about it, as opposed to the version of the vision that Phil Lord and Chris Miller were steering the movie toward, right? So there's that. And then there's the question of how much of this movie Ron Howard actually owns, like how much of what appears on screen will be actually his work. If you've seen things that say that he has to shoot 51% of the movie in order for him to get credit on it, I, I mean, that doesn't seem to be accurate, right? So there was a variety story about this whole DGA situation, the Directors Guild of America, and how credit is assigned back in June. The absolute bottom line is that the production company gets to say who the director is going to be, and then if somebody doesn't like that, then they get to protest it. And the DGA either decides, you know, all right, give it to so-and-so or give it to the other so-and-so, or they decide we can't make a decision, in which case it kicks back to the production company. And the story also notes that the reason why Larry Kasdan wasn't just given the job is because he already had a job on the movie and there is a DGA rule against that. So that's the deal with that. But the fact that they're in reshoots now has to do with Michael K. Williams, who is playing a character as yet unknown, although we got some more details about that character as part of a Vanity Fair story and then also a follow-up with Deadline Hollywood, where he talked about the fact that he is being cut from the movie because he is not available to make it to London for reshoots. And specifically, he said in one of the interviews that he would have had to be on a plane to London a month ago to be able to do the reshoots, which are specifically reshoots to take the movie in the direction that Ron Howard is taking the movie. So not, you know, reshoots like the traditional reshoot of a movie. And so that's how we know that reshoots are already happening because Michael K. Williams, who was cast in the movie, said so. But he's in Africa filming another project. 
and so can't do it. So the only option was to cut his character from the film, though he says that he believes that he will be in Star Wars again and that it just won't be in the Han Solo project. It says here his interview quote from Vanity Fair, the only option was to cut my character from the film, but I feel very confident that I'll be back in the galaxy, just not in the Han Solo project. And the story goes on to say, hearing William's description of the character, we hope so. Here it is. Williams says he wore this beautiful white kimono, was very regal. He had class, money, strength, charisma, and he knew how to fight. He was a warrior. He had a lot of prestige. If he lived in our world, he would probably hang out with Jay-Z and Beyonce. With the timing, I don't believe in mistakes. I believe I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, and if it was meant to be, I would have been there, unquote. Again, that was in Vanity Fair, and for Deadline Hollywood, he had related but different comments to say. He said that he played a half-human, half-animal in the film, and that they created a very kick-butt character, in his opinion, and that he's proud of it. He says, I don't think that me not being in the Star Wars family is final. I left with a very good taste in my mouth about the whole family, and I hope that I left a good taste in their mouth. They're a great group of people, the Lucas family, unquote. So he will be gone, but apparently not forgotten, which is very cool. And as to the question of whether he might show up in deleted footage in an eventual Han Solo movie DVD, I don't know. I mean, at best, I think we would see character sketches, maybe still photos or something like that. But I can't imagine that they're going to let us see actual footage of his character because, of course, that would be showing Phil Lord and Chris Miller footage, I would imagine. And I don't think they're going to do that. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to share with you one other surprise tidbit that Michael K. Williams dropped about the untitled Han Solo story. And whether we can really take that as gospel. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back all right so in talking about the project and his work within it michael k williams in the interview in vanity fair said that his scenes had already been filmed and so that was part of why he was being asked for reshoots blah 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 but the line here in the story says williams had already filmed all of his scenes as a new character to the universe and then quote a link between Han Solo and Emilia's character, Kira, unquote. When Lucasfilm suddenly announced in June that it was replacing directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller with Ron Howard, etc., etc., etc. So, Emilia Clark's character is named Kira, huh? That's kind of interesting and possibly not connected directly to Han Solo because Williams's character had to be that direct link. So I guess we'll have to see how that linkage is created in the revised version of the story that's handled by Ron Howard. But the name Kira has popped up more than a few times recently. And most recently and intriguingly, it was used as a cover name for Rey, for the character played by Daisy Ridley in The Force Awakens. So why are we seeing the name Kira here again? 
We don't know for sure if this is Amelia Clark's real character name or if this is yet again another placeholder name and the characters really named something else. And oh my gosh, wouldn't it be rather insane if it turned out that Amelia Clark is actually playing Ray's mother? Is that even possible? I don't really think so, but it's kind of amusing to think about as a possibility. And the fact of the matter is, is that it certainly can't happen in this movie, right? Like if that really were the case, then what would happen is they would have to run into each other 20 odd years later, 25 years later, right in between, in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens when Han is a shipping entrepreneur and racing guy and uh, whoever this Kira person is, whatever she's doing in the world, in the galaxy, and they would have to have an affair. And can you really imagine anyone cheating on Leia Organa? Uh, no, no, can't see it happening. But definitely fascinating that they're reusing the Kira name, and I'll take your wagers on whether it's the real name or a code name again, so please chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. All right, that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow we start the push to force Friday 2 and that's going to be a lot of good fun with a lot of good new information about The Last Jedi coming up. So stay tuned, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take on Count Dooku all by yourself, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not a crazy spinning alien of unknown origin, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global. With over 180 years of scientific research and engineering expertise, we bring innovative solutions to ensure your commercial property today so you can prosper tomorrow.